You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach, and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast. And I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. Hey, everybody. I'm Chrissy Beltran. Um, I am super excited to launch this podcast for instructional coaches because as a coach myself, I know how much support you need and I also know how much support you actually get. And the difference between those two points is pretty big. Um, I've been thinking about launching a podcast for a while and a couple of months ago, my friend Denise called me up and she was like, why don't you have a podcast? You should really get on that. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Okay. Um, but it just kept sitting in the back of my head and I was like, yeah, I should really get on that. So <laughs> I thought about it and here we go. Um, this podcast is geared toward instructional coaches because they don't get the, dis- the support that they deserve. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, coaches have a hard job to do. And we say that every teacher deserves a coach, but every coach deserves one too. So I'm here for you, my neglected coaches, um, because the work you do is hard. It's really hard. It's frustrating. It's overwhelming. And it's isolating. And I know because I've lived through that. Everyone has a different path to get to coaching um, and to get through coaching. And uh, and that knowing that can help you really support your teachers with your area of expertise, because whatever your unique path is that brought you to coaching um, gives you special talents and special experiences. And so you want to make sure that you leverage that as an instructional coach. So today I'm going to share with you how I became a coach. And I would love to hear your stories about how you became a coach as well. So if you want to send those stories to me, um, you can send them to me at Chrissy at buzzingwithmissb.com. I would love to hear your coaching stories because um, every story is unique. So here's how I became a coach. I was a fourth grade teacher for eight years and I loved fourth graders. I was self-contained, so I taught all content areas. I loved to integrate. Um, That age group was just the best for me. And those kids were the most fun. Uh, They got jokes, you know, they were um, full of personality. We were reading some really cool books and talking about some really interesting content area stuff and science and social studies. And you could do so many cool things with that age group. They loved a good challenge. Um, And then I was moved down to third grade. And it turns out third graders are not my favorite. Um, I had a really challenging third grade year. And it was just a big adjustment. I had a a class with a lot of needs as well. And um, the kinds of needs that they had were very different than my fourth graders had had in the past. And so since they were um, so especially uh, unique, this group of kids, I mean, I was really struggling that school year. And um, the plan was that I was going to loop up with that class. And I was prepared to do it. I had already, you know, the school year ended and I had made plans already of what I was going to do differently to address their their unique sets of needs, how I was going to plan for the social skills that I knew they needed, how I was going to address the specific gaps in their learning that, um, that they had, that they had arrived with and that I must have perpetuated, right? So I had a plan. Um, but the day after school let out, I got a uh, a weird little Facebook message from some from a teacher at my school saying, um, you know, this parent of this student that you taught several years ago, actually you taught both of her kids, she's trying to get a hold of you. And I was like, oh my gosh, what on earth would that be? Like, why would she want to get a hold of me? So I provided my phone number to this teacher and uh, 
and Julie gave me a call. And so whenever she called, she said that, uh, actually I was making birthday balloons when she called. Okay. I mean, I was in it to win it guys. I was moving to fourth with these kids and I was going to make an impact. Um, so I mean, apparently I was going to make an impact with birthday balloons, but you start with what you've got, right? I had straws, I had paper, birthday balloons. So um, I was, uh, I answered the phone and Julie called and uh, said that she was calling because she wanted me to apply for a coaching position at the elementary school where she worked. She was a parent liaison for that elementary school. And she said, you know, we're... We're trying to grow as a campus. We have a new administrator. This past year, we had a new administrator and they made a lot of strides. Um, But I know that when I think about this campus and their needs, you're the only person I can think of who has the energy um, and who will be dedicated to making positive change on this campus. And uh, on the phone that day, I just cried because I was like, I'm looping, looping with my kids, but something in me told me I was going to go. Um, and that was surprising to me. I didn't expect to feel that way at all. I had always thought I would be an instructional coach somewhere down the road, but I didn't, I didn't see it coming so soon or in this way. Um, and I told her, I can't apply, Julie. I'm, I'm looping with my kids. I've got to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick it out with these kids and we're going to see some even better growth than we saw this year. It's going to happen. And, uh, she said, you know what, just apply, just apply and, um, and see how it goes. It's good experience either way, which is what people always tell you when they want you to do something. Right. So I was like, all right, fine. I applied. Um, and I, I cried after I made the application and then I got a message from my principal because it said, as soon as I applied, it sent him the message that I had filled out the application and I was mortified because I did not intend to go. I wasn't going to leave my school. I loved my school. So I, I uh, went to visit my principal and I told him, I'm not planning on leaving. I'm so sorry. I, I had no intention of going anywhere. You know, I, I just, I applied because I thought it was a good experience to apply. He said, give me one more year and I will find you the perfect school for you to be an instructional coach at. That is not the school where you want to start your coaching career because you're going to get a lot of resistance there. And I, I mean, I didn't even know what to think about that. I thought, well, then that's really where I have to go, isn't it? Because if people are hearing this about this school, isn't that where people need to go to do the work that needs to be done? So anyway, I told him I wasn't going to leave anyway, because I didn't, I mean, why would I even get the job? So I went on the interview and uh, that principal that I interviewed with um, was an excellent person. And she told me, all sorts of things that really made me think. She told me a story about how she had not planned to move schools either. Um, But whenever she was called to do it, she just kept getting these signs about how it was where she was meant to be. And during the interview, I started crying, which is always good advice for an interview, right? Definitely cry on your interview. Um, but, uh, But yeah, she told me all these very moving things. And it was hard for me not to realize that I was probably going to have to accept this job. So I, uh, anyway, if you do one of the word cloud things for this episode, it's just going to say cried because that is 
basically what happened. I um, accepted the job and I cried. I went on a cruise that summer with my then boyfriend, now husband, and I cried and I cried and I cried. It was just a very difficult time because I hadn't intended to move. I wrote letters to my students who I was leaving behind. Is the, That's the way I felt. I put them in good hands. We made special classes for them to make sure that they were taken care of by somebody who would love and grow them. Um, but it was a really big move for me to make. I was leaving my school that I had taught my whole career at. I was leaving my friends. I was leaving my kids. So... So it was tough. And then the first week at my new school was also tough. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to say, oh, as soon as I hit the door, I knew it was the place for me. But I, I did not. Um, the school had a different school culture, a different dynamic. Um, I didn't have a grade level. I felt like I had little direction. I felt sort of lost because I didn't. I was still getting an, a good understanding of what my role was, and I was trying to figure out how to make that work within the structure of my new school, which operated in a very different way than my previous school had. Um, I was being called the expert during workshops. It was said things like, um, and this is our literacy expert. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want that title. That's kind of a lot. I'm here to support. I don't want to be the boss of everything. Um, and so I really struggled to adapt to my new school. It was it was in the same school building as my previous school, but it was all new people and a whole new way of doing things. And that was a big challenge to me. So now that I've started as a coach at a school, I'm totally prepared to do that again. <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't. I was kind of floundering. And so that first year was hard. Um, the school culture was shifting and change was needed. So I was part of the team who had to make that happen which isn't always an appealing thing to teachers because they're under a lot of stress and, and they're the ones that have to make things happen in the classroom. And it can be difficult to change things and to pivot um, whenever those suggestions or the, the recognition of need for that change is coming from the outside. Because from within the classroom, many teachers thought things were okay. So many of the teachers were resisting new initiatives. Um, even some that they themselves suggested, they ended up dropping. And so um, a lot of things were going on at once. By the end of that first year, I felt that we'd made a lot of really good gains. I felt really good about that. But I knew I hadn't impacted classrooms in the way that I wanted to. I wanted to see so much change happen to meet students' needs because our kids had very specific needs and I wanted to make sure that that was happening in classrooms. But teachers are people and change takes time. So over time, I was there uh, as an instructional coach for five years and I did see an impact on classrooms. I saw teachers using strategies that I'd shared or discovered alongside them. Um, I heard the academic language grow. I saw um, teachers growing as leaders and sharing their thinking, leading meetings, leading PLCs, leading workshops, modeling for each other. Um, a lot of positive change happened. People came in to see what we were doing well um, because some of the things that we were doing were really impacting kids. They were impacting teaching and learning on our campus. We didn't live happily ever after, per se, but change had happened and it was continuing to happen and I felt really good about that. So there's always pushback and people who don't want to coach, but every teacher deserves a coach. And so do you, coaches. So I want you to listen to the next episode. It's about types of instructional coaching support that coaches provide, and it'll just help you think about what support to choose to meet your teacher's exact needs. I want to thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. 
And if you want to share your coaching story with me, if you spent a whole summer crying before you became a coach, or even if you didn't, you can send that to me at Chrissy at Buzzing with Miss B. Happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.